Okay, thank you very much, Sherwin. And thank you so much, worship team. That was an amazing time in God's presence. And I hope that you are at home watching on your devices or on your screens that you also experience God. Isn't it nice to see the entire worship team on the stage, nicely decorated, prepared for Christmas. I just wish that we could go back to the church, but it seems like we cannot. But nevertheless, we know that God is still in control. Amen? Amen or not? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, God is still in control. Yes, we would love to go back to church, but I know that God has a plan. He has a purpose and a destiny for my life, for your life, and for the life of the church as well. So we are looking forward to the time that we finally can come back together. But until then, we rejoice knowing that God is good. Amen. Okay, I have been preparing a Christmas message. I mean, it's only another week before Christmas, even less than that. So I went through all the different Gospels and the accounts of the Christmas story. And then Luke chapter 1 caught my eye because in one verse it says, Mary was troubled at the angel's words. Mary was troubled. And so that caught my attention. I thought, hey, you know what? That is going to be an awesome, awesome scripture to preach about because very often we get news that can be troubling to us. Come on. Have you been there? 2020 has been a rough year. Maybe you have received some rough news. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe something went wrong. Maybe in your family somebody went to the doctor and got bad report back. And all these things are horrible. And very often we come to a place where we are troubled. But I am here to tell you this morning that God is in control. I am here to tell you that there's hope at the there's hope in the situation that you are going through. We can still finish this year triumphantly. We can still finish this year victoriously because we know God is there. And so the title of my message this morning is Unexpected Favor. Unexpected Favor. Now if you look at the story Mary never expected the angels to show up. That's why, she's, that's why she was troubled in the first place. And that's why she couldn't even believe and said, how can that be? She did not expect to be highly favored by God. But God had a plan. God had a purpose for her life that so far exceeded her own expectations. So I want to encourage you this morning that God has a plan, that he has a purpose for your life. And even though you might not expect him to show up, I know that God can do the impossible in your life. And I know that we can end this year victoriously. I know that we can end this year triumphantly. So now let's read the scripture and Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel of, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings! You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now here it is. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. 
You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, and he will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, I believe that we have read the Christmas story quite often. I mean, at least when Christmas comes along, <laughs> then we have to read the Christmas story, right? So I believe that most of us have read it. And maybe you were even familiar with the phrase where it says that she was troubled at the news. But I am so encouraged because even though she was troubled and she didn't really understand what was going on, she still found it in her heart to say, God, be it unto me as you have said. And I wonder this morning, are we in a place where we can say, God, I might not understand what is going on in my life. I might not understand the situation that I'm in, but let it unto me be as you have promised in your word. Because we know that God has good plans for us. Come on, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. God has promised good things to us. And in this season, I want to remind you to think about the goodness of God that you can see in your life. The goodness of God that is so evident, but sometimes we are so focused on the problems that we don't even see God moving in our life. You know what the first thing that we can really learn from this scripture is, is that God comes at unexpected times. God comes at unexpected times. And that is what we read in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel to, uh, to Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now, and usually we would say, okay, there's nothing special about this. It's just another woman, six months pregnant. But do you remember when Pastor David talked about Zechariah and his wife? where they were advanced in age and could not have children, all of a sudden an angel shows up and says, you know what, your wife will get pregnant and he will become John the Baptist later on. See, even in the most darkest time, the angel of the Lord appears and gives a promise. Now we have to understand that even for Israel, it was a dark time. The last time that God talked before this was more than 400 years earlier. The Old Testament, Malachi, it ended with a curse and God was silent for 400 years. And now God shows up to announce to the world, you know what, it is a dark place, but I will send my son to be born. He will become the savior of the world. He will be the one who atones the sin of the people. And all of a sudden, in the darkest hour, a bright light shone to the world. And I want to encourage you, maybe you are in a place 
where it seems dark right now. Maybe 2020 has been a bad year for you. Maybe you have lost your job. Maybe your marriage is not going as well. Maybe your children are rebellious and doing their own thing, maybe in party lifestyle or whatever it might be. Maybe we say, you know what, this has not been a good year. I want to encourage you that even in the darkest of times, God can break through. Just like here, the people were waiting for 400 years. And all of a sudden, an angel comes and says, you know what? The wait is over. God has been silent for long enough. Now he's going to send his son to be born so that he could bring joy and peace and love and forgiveness to the world. Truly, he is the prince of peace. So I am here to tell you this morning, even in your darkest hour, hold on to God because he has never given up on us, because he is still there, because he wants to move in your life. And I declare over your life that the darkest hour will end at one time. It will come to an end and God can really shine through into the darkness. Now just think about this, a dark room. And you're walking through the room and it's pitch black and you cannot really see. So what do you have to do? You have to, you have to feel your way around. If something is on the floor, you will probably trip over it. If there's something that is unexpected in the way, you probably bump into it. But when the light comes in, you can see. Once the light shines, you can see clearly where you have to walk, how to avoid things in your path. And all this is just to show you, even though we might not see our way right now, when God comes in, he can shine into our situation. And then we know that there is hope because God is with us. And I want you to know God has never forsaken you. God is with you right there in the situation that you are in. Israel was in a terrible place. The former glory of Israel was long gone. No more King David with his military expertise and where he conquered the nations. No more Moses leading the people. No more of the prophets prophesying. All this was the former glory. All that one was no more. God had been silent for 400 years. But then he shows up and he says, you know what? The wait is over. The wait is over. I am sending the Messiah. I am sending my son. So I want to encourage you wherever you are in your life, don't give up. Hold on to God. Hold on to his promise. Proclaim them over your life and wait for God to really show up in your life. Maybe it might not be today, maybe not even tomorrow, but I know eventually God will show up in your life. And you might say, oh, but pastor, that is not very uh, hope inspiring. Well, I am here to tell you the truth. And the truth is bad things happen to good people. The truth is we sometimes think, God, what is happening? I don't understand. But you know what? Like an old preacher that I used to listen to always said, God is never late. He is seldom early. He is always on time, but he's never late. You know what? That is true, isn't it? God has a plan. He has a purpose. And even for us, we, we think, God, you are late. But in his timing, he is in the perfect timing. And I proclaim Romans 8.28 over your life. 
that those who love God and are called according to the purpose, to His purpose, all the things that are happening right now, eventually they will work together for your good. So I want to encourage you to just hold on to God, to know that these times will not last forever, just like the Israelites had to wait for 400 years. Now I pray that you don't have to wait that long, that it will be a quick work, but I know that God will show up because that is a promise, because that is who God is. So he will show up in your life. The second thing now that we can learn from this scripture is this. The favor of God came to an unexpected person. Verse 34, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. See, Mary asked a good question. He said, how can that be? Remember, she was troubled at the news. And then she said, how can this be? How can I give birth to the son of God? How can that happen? And to her, it not, did not make sense. But the, the, the angel said this, Mary, you are highly favored. Mary, you are highly favored. But it was an unexpected person. Now, Mary was not royalty. Mary was not rich. Mary did not come from a very prestigious family. Mary was not in a, in a place of power or authority. She was just an ordinary young girl that God chose to work through. See, it was not that the angel appeared to her and said, you know what, Mary, I have searched the earth. I have searched high and low and I've seen so many good people. But Mary, you are the best. You are perfect. That's why God has chosen you. No, the angel only said, you know what, Mary, you are highly favored by God. And I want to declare over your life, even though you might be unexpected right now, maybe you don't see how any of the situation that you're going through can ever turn out to be good. I declare unexpected favor over your life, the favor of God over your life, over your situation, that when you are looking for a job, that you will find favor with the people who will interview you. If you're looking to, to, to uh, choose a new career that God will open up doors, whatever it might be, I declare God's favor over your life. But see, Mary was unexpected. She never would have expected. In fact, one of the prophets prophesied that, that uh, Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Now remember when the angel came to Mary, he came to Nazareth. So Mary would have never expected that that prophecy could be fulfilled through her because she was from Nazareth, but Jesus would come out of Bethlehem. But of course, we know later how it went because uh, Joseph later had to take Mary, go back to Bethlehem where he was from for the consensus. And that's where Jesus was born. That's why Jesus came out of Bethlehem. But when Mary was now confronted with the news, you know what? The Savior of the world, the Messiah will come through you. She could not expect, she could not, she could not understand how this could happen. And I want you to know there are things in our life that we do not understand. Things that happen where we say, God, how can this happen? And we are so focused on the problems that are right in front of us that we kind of lose focus on where God is. And see, this is where it becomes dangerous because when we are so focused with the problem that is right in front of us, now all of a sudden God is out of focus. And so because we're not paying attention to him, it is hard, it's, it's even hard to see him move in our life. 
But if we take our eyes from the problems that we might have and we focus on God, the provider, God who is there for us, God who wants to be real to us, then all of a sudden the problems that we have become out of focus because now we are focusing on God. Now see, the situation, the circumstances might not necessarily change overnight. But because we are focusing on God now, we are having him in the picture, we know that something can really happen. And it is not overwhelming anymore. If we focus on the problems, it can be overwhelming. If we focus on God, even though the problems are still there, even though the circumstances might not change immediately, but because we are focused on God, His power, His control, that He is still in authority, it will not be overwhelming to us anymore. And so I want to encourage you to just seek more of God's presence. Because once we see Him, once we see who He is, everything else will become into focus. Everything else will not overwhelm us anymore. So I am here to challenge you this morning to focus on God, to focus on what He can do. Even though the circumstances might not change immediately, we know that God is in the picture. You know what, just last week, uh, we were recording the worship that you were just worshiping with us earlier. And so after the worship, Ravi came to me. And I told Ravi that this week I am so busy. Joanna is having a, a kids, kids fun camp, a virtual fun camp. So I have to record and edit a lot of her uh, sessions and there's different things that I have to do. So I am so busy this entire week. And then Ravi said, you know what, if you need help, just send over some of the footage and I will help you out. Now, I didn't have to take up his offer, but see, just him offering his help made a huge difference. Because I could have been overwhelmed. So many things that I have to get done. How can I finish all the projects? How can I finish all the things that I have to do? But then him saying, you know what? If you run out of time, just give me some of your work. I will do it for you. And all of a sudden, even though I did not have to take up his offer, now just knowing that I have that option, just knowing that he cares enough for me to give him some work so that he can help me out, made a big change. So well done, Ravi. But that is what church is all about, isn't it? That we can stand up for one another, that we can help each other, that we can stand, even though that person is unexpected, cannot expect God to really break free, break through in his life, but we can come alongside and we can believe for that person. We can believe for you and you can believe for me and we can rise up as a church in unity. And I know that God can really work through powerfully because we are a church who cares for one another. So the third thing that we can see is that God's favor came for an unexpected purpose. God's favor came for an unexpected purpose. Verse 35, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy One will be called the Son of God. Now imagine, the people were not waiting for a Son of God to appear. They were waiting for a Messiah, a man 
born and raised in Israel, somebody who was a charismatic leader, a flamboyant preacher or teacher, somebody who would rise up in military strength and would overthrow the Roman government who was uh, ruling over them at that time. They were waiting for someone, for a man to come for a man to restore the former glory, like in the days of David and Solomon, a kingdom that was known around the world for the riches, for wisdom, for all these things. They were waiting for someone to be raised up as a man and to lead them out, out of captivity, to lead them out of the Roman occupation. But then here the angel comes and said, you know what? The son of God will be born. The one who will atone for the sins. He will, he will take his throne and he will reign his kingdom forever. But see, they were not even waiting for that. They were not concerned with the kingdom would last forever in a spiritual sense. They were very practical minded and they said, you know what? We want the kingdom of Israel to be independent again. We want to have the former glory again. We want to be a great nation that is th known throughout the world. But here comes God and says, you know what? My purpose for the Messiah is a little bit different. My purpose, my ways are higher than your ways. And so God comes and he gives Jesus so that he could atone for the sins of the people. But he had to be born. He had to be raised as a man, fully God and fully man, tempted in all things, yet remain without sin so that he could become the perfect sacrifice. I know that is Easter, but it all started at Christmas. It all started when he came into the world because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, the purpose of God was not an earthly kingdom like the people had in mind. The purpose of God was eternity. It was salvation. And I am here to tell you that God's purpose is still very much alive in your life, in your family's life. That whoever doesn't know God yet, that God has it on his heart, that they will come to him. God's love is reaching out, not only to you, but to the rest of your family. And that there's an urgency that we have to bring them to a place where we uh, testify and, and we, we stand for who God really is. Because God was so good that he gave his only son, that he would bring peace and joy and love upon the earth. They were expecting something different, but God had a different purpose in mind. And I want you to know that the purpose that you have on your life is still very much alive. The purpose that you have on your life, the destiny that God has called you with is still there, regardless if you have made mistakes in the past. Come on. Sometimes we are quick to disqualify ourselves. To say, how could God ever use me? And that is also what Mary was basically saying. She was saying, I'm just a young girl. I'm not perfect. How could God use me? But God shows her and God worked through her. The purpose that God had for her life 
was very different than what Mary had in mind for her own life. She would have been happy and satisfied with just a small family, just Joseph, her children, Joseph being the carpenter, having a nice little house, having a good family, raising them well. But God had so much more in store for her. And I am here to tell you, what God has in store for you is so much bigger than what you can see right now. What God has in store for you goes so far beyond your expectation that you have no clue right now. And even if God would show it to you right now, it would probably blow your socks off. <laughs> and that's why God reveals it a little bit at a time. But God is so good that he is always upfront with what is going on. He always lets us know what he has in mind for us a step at a time. Maybe he won't show us the full picture, exactly what is going to happen. But surely he will lead us step by step through the difficult situation that we might be going through. So that at the end we can fulfill the plan and the purpose that God had on our life all along. And come on, turn to your neighbor again. You haven't talked to them since I have been ta started talking long time ago, right? So talk to your neighbor again and say, you know what? God has so much more in store. Yes, God has so much more in store for you. And I just want to encourage you. If necessary, take it one day at a time. Take it one day at a time. If you cannot see how God can move, you know what? Just believe that you can make it for this one more day. I'm not sure if I can last until a few months from now, but I know for today I can believe for a breakthrough. For today I can believe that God can sustain me because God is with you every step of the way. See, God had a very different purpose in mind than what people had in mind. People expected an earthly Messiah who would establish an earthly kingdom. The rule of Israel independent again. But God had a different purpose. You know what I was thinking about? What is a purpose? What is something that we take and we use it for a totally different purpose? And I was thinking about just a few weeks back. And I know that you have seen a little clip of that. But just a few weeks back, my kids were going through exams week. So the weeks before that, Joanna made the kids sit down and study for their exams. And that is good so because how can you expect to do well in an exam if you don't prepare? But so she was now there and the kids started fighting. So she took the wooden spoon, the wooden spoon and made them bang it on the table and made sure that they would study and that they would not fight, but they would focus on their schoolwork. See, she took the wooden spoon. The purpose of the wooden spoon is to cook curry. <laughs> yes, curry. You know what? Somebody said, you know, I'm just Matsali on the outside, but actually on the inside, I am Indian, so I love my curry. So Joanna will cook curry. So the wooden spoon is not to spank the children. The wooden spoon is to cook my curry. And she cooks an awesome curry. But see, we take something that has a purpose, but then we misuse it, if I can say it. Honey, please. Sorry, sorry. We misuse it for another purpose. And so the people were expecting something, but God had other plans. So I want you to know, even though our plans that we have might not 
come to pass right away or not in the way that we would want to see them, I know that God still has a plan and a purpose. So I want to challenge you this morning to believe for God's unexpected favor. God's unexpected favor that you will see it in your life. And even though it's an unexpected time, come on, 2020 has been rough. But even now, I believe that God can still come through and do something powerful. Even it came to an unexpected person, did not disqualify Mary. So even if we don't expect God to show up right now, even though we don't, might not even have the faith that God can do something powerful in our life, does not disqualify us. And maybe we have to just consider maybe God's purpose is a little bit unexpected. It's a bit different than what we have in mind. But I know that, that underneath it all, God is still working. God is still working in your life and something mighty and powerful can happen because we are highly favored people by God. Amen. Now let's just rise to our feet. Come on. I really believe that we have to respond to God in prayer this morning. Father God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for everything that you are speaking to us this morning. And I ask, Father, that the people who are discouraged, the people who are going through a dark time right now, that you will show up in their life in a powerful way. Just like the Israelites did not expect to hear from God after 400 years, I ask that He will speak to each and every one of us, even if we are not expecting to hear your voice. So come through right now in your power, in your goodness, O oh God, and just overshadow us with your unexpected favor, O oh God. I thank you that all the things that we are struggling with will not be permanent, but they will come to an end. And so I ask that your people will rise up in faith, knowing that you are working, knowing that you are still in control. And I ask that you will move through them in a powerful way. Give them an encouragement. Lift their hearts up where we are downcast that we can really say, I know that God is in control and I know that God will change my circumstances. And I thank you that you are on the move. I thank you that you are working in each and every one of our lives. Now we are expectant, oh God. Now we expect something to happen and we know that we will see a change in the situation that we are going through right now. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Now come, let's lift our hands to receive the blessing. Now may the Lord keep you and bless you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and be gracious to all your homes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God is good.